Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister here with the Christian Crusaders podcast, Conversations. We are finishing up our NRB interviews. We had a bunch of great NRB interviews, Andrew. Yep. Awesome ones. Another great slate. Um, third event in a row that God has really blessed us. Uh, you know, with NRB last year and the Christian Product Expo last year, uh, and now NRB twenty twenty three. You know, we kind of we came knowing and knowing that God was going to give us uh, a, a great experience. And once again, He delivered. Great interviews. We made some great connections. We're going to be doing some strategic things ministry wise going forward that we learned there. And so welcome to this podcast if you've never listened before. We've got a daily devotional podcast. We've got a broadcast that's been on the radio since 1936. And all of that is available basically right here where you're listening to this. You just have to catch the other two podcasts if you want to hear the devotions or the broadcast. So we got an interview right now with Jade Simmons. And Jade is a gal who Tim Butker randomly ran into in a coffee line. Yeah, the, the story of how we even got her interview was, I think, think pretty interesting because the first day we're first full day we're there um tim's overdoing getting a starbucks and and <laughs> the talking to the two gals in front of him and they get to the front of the line to pay and and the whole hotel is cashless and so they try and pay with cash and the people are like no we can't take that and so tim jumps in helps them out and and uh <laughs> And then from there, it's like, oh, you want to come chat with us? Yeah, you bet. And then that that night before before we had interviewed her, um, that first night, we're sitting in the in the main session briefly, and and all of a sudden here she is on the you know ten foot tall on the screen um, as one of the corporate sponsors for the event, and it's like, oh, wow, hey Tim, <laughs> you got her coffee. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so just, yeah, just the way that, that she even kind of popped into our lives. Uh, very fascinating. So she does a bunch of corporate coaching and speaking. Uh-huh. And she's a Christian. And she is representing Christ and in, in living out her faith in that arena. But it's very much a corporate, secular arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has done a really good job. And this comes out in the interview, I think, of identifying who she is, who's God called her to be, and then be that. And uh, yeah. she's kind of, you know, maybe it came through, and I, maybe I'm putting words in her mouth, but you said this as well, that in Christian circles, sometimes she can feel a little, little bit too corporate And right. in corporate circles, she can feel a little bit too Christian. And uh, But that doesn't really deter her from doing what she's called to do, and she does it at a very high level of excellence, obviously. Right, yeah, and she's she named drop a little bit, uh, you know, just she couldn't talk a lot about who who she's uh, done corporate work for, but really impressive slate of clients that she's done work for. 
Um, and that's obviously where God has called her. And, and, you know, she mentions, um, she doesn't hide her faith at all. Once she gets into the situation, you know, that, that she'll talk about God pretty openly in in, uh, her corporate gigs. Um, but I, I found it really interesting how, you know, she said that, that she could, uh, you know, that she's been so successful in the, in the corporate world. And yet, because of how she needs to advertise herself um, to get those kinds of jobs, uh, she's not been, she doesn't typically get a whole lot of work, you know, going, working, you know, and speaking to Christian organizations. She has a t- hard time breaking into the Christian world. Right. Which is interesting. I, the reason I like this interview, and I think it's going to be applicable to our listeners, is because most of the people who I know who are Christians are working jobs that are not in ministry. Right. Or not in the church. Right. And so you got to navigate this kind of tightrope walk in a sense. And, and I don't mean, and Jade doesn't mean, to soften your faith so you can fit in, but how exactly are you shrewd and wise about that? Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, it, that's that's really well well put. And and she comes across uh, just so confident, and like you said, so just comfortable with who she is and wh- where God has put her. And that that was that was really refreshing. That was inspiring. And because uh, Tim was the first one to meet Jade, we brought Tim in on this interview. Tim Butker, if you don't know, is one of our radio preachers on the broadcast side. So thanks to Tim, and thanks, of course, to Jade Simmons for being with us. Enjoy this interview, and thanks for checking out our NRB stuff. Hey everybody, Matt Reister at the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention. We're in Orlando, Florida. And before we jump into an interview with Jade Simmons, who's recently written the book... Purpose the Remix. Purpose the Remix, thank you. (laughs) I want to give a shout out to our booth sponsor and our podcast sponsor for NRB. That is Reasons for Hope Ministries. They do apologetics, Christian apologetics, do a bunch of camps for kids. They've got a tremendous app. Some really great videos that are produced by the PragerU people. Animated, quick, to the point, things that are awesome. You can find out more about Reasons for Hope at r4h.com. That's r-f-o-r-h.com. All right, Jade Simmons. So my first introduction to you, and then I'm going <laughs> to... Tim Butker's here with us. Tim is one of our radio preachers yes. for our radio ministry. And he met you before I, I just met you. He did. He met you before. He did. So how did that all go down? I'll tell you what. He was my Starbucks patron. So we were in <laughs> line at, at Starbucks and uh, ordering. And I think we didn't get our card out in time or something like that. And he, he jumped in. Chivalry is not dead. By all the right. Way. He jumped well, the in. deal is they don't, <laughs> they don't accept uh, cash. Here. Yeah. And yeah. they had cash we pulled out. out cash and, and like we, they're telling him no and i'm like oh these ladies here he they don't have a credit time. card well, of course we did of <laughs> yeah, course did we that. did and we you kept did. saying we got he's, it he's we used got to hang out with it. me because uh, i don't carry my credit card okay right. well it was it still was a sweet moment uh to have that and then it sparked a conversation and here we are well that's great we, we had a little <laughs> conversation there and then we went into the opening night here yeah, and that, all, that of sudden, my first. all of a sudden we see Jade on the screen, you yeah. know. And Tim's like nudging me. He's like, that's the gal that I just saw at Starbucks. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and then, of course, you walk down the aisle here and you see yeah. uh, some photos of her and stuff like that. They're sponsoring. We're, We're proud. Spon- We're very, this is our first time here at NRB. 
and uh, we came in as, as sponsors. We wanted to experience everything we could experience mm -hmm. and get the most out of being here. I spend the majority of my time uh, in the corporate world or in the concert world, even though I am an ordained minister. Uh, but all the content I release is God-soaked. Mm -hmm. So we said, you know, we probably should get to know the ministry media mm -hmm. world as well. So that's mm -hmm. why we're here. Mm. So I know what it costs to just have this booth. What, uh -huh, what is it? I'm uh -huh. not going to ask, but I know it costs a lot more. It's a pretty penny. To, to be the second, uh, it's pray.com and then it's yeah. Jade. Yeah. It's a, you know, we've been really blessed in the business. Uh, we're building a recording studio in Houston. And I should, I should back up to say, so I'm the CEO of Jade Media Global. Uh, but I started my career as a classical concert pianist. So wow. Mozart, Rachmaninoff, Beethoven, wash, rinse, repeat. That was pretty much my... A job and it was my dream job and I thought it was my purpose to play piano but I started incorporating speaking into the music and then the speaking took on a life of its own and then a piano started coming with wherever I spoke uh, and today I'm brought in by fortune 100 fortune 500 companies to speak on purpose innovation reinvention and I get to demonstrate that using music so it's differentiated me really powerfully I'm a bit of a unicorn in all three worlds. So a unicorn in the classical world because my music goes from classical all the way to rap. Cool. Uh, a bit of, of unicorn in the ministry world because of my corporate background as well. And definitely a unicorn in the corporate world because I'm blending, uh, we call it marketplace ministry. I'm a bit of a stealth operative uh, in the world of corporate. I say stealth, but I've been very open about my faith. And I think the message I'd love to leave the people here at NRB is that they want us more than we think. I think mm. we're always told we're not welcomed, that we're persecuted, that they don't want us. But I'm telling you, in this season, major corporations are understanding that people are their greatest resource. They must treat them well and they must serve them beyond the bottom line. And so people in ministry, there's room for you more than ever in spaces uh, that you didn't think. But they're, they're waiting on us. Mm -hmm. So where did your story start? You mentioned Houston. Yeah. Are you from Houston? No, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. And so I, I'm curious about uh, How your faith around. story. Uh -huh. I'm curious about who introduced you to the piano. Yeah. And uh, yeah. where did you get this passion to do all this corporate stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm really blessed. An abundance of riches where my parents are concerned. My mother uh, works in administration and higher education. My father's a civil rights activist in Charleston, South Carolina. So I grew up learning two things simultaneously. Number one, that God is the source. Uh, my mother really instilled our faith and instilled relationship with Christ at a very early age. I meet adults in their 50s who say they didn't learn about relationship right. until much later. Right. At 14 and 15, we were being asked, what's God saying to you today? Where, how is he moving you? What are you sensing God wants you to do? We were being asked that at 14. Cool. My father, as a perennial warrior, um, really taught me and my sister the art of standing up for what you believe is right, saying the hard thing, daring to challenge status quo. So that was a large part of my upbringing. But I've been in the church for as long as I can remember. And I'd say around 14 or 15 is where I started realizing I had a couple of different giftings, one of discernment, uh, and that in my artistry, even though I was playing classical, people were having really emotional and spiritual reactions to even that music. And so David in the Bible is my main man. Mm. I love his story. I relate mm. to it very much so. And um, I've been blessed to have faith my, my entire life. Um, but I have parents who are very open about their faith journey. My mother grew up in church, strayed, but really came back to Christ much later um, in life. And so I have these powerful examples of what faith is and how it works.
Are they still in Charleston, your folks? My uh, father is still in Charleston, still protesting. If you've ever visited Charleston, you have probably seen him okay. and heard him, too. I can't vouch for what he was saying on that day, so don't hold me <laughs> responsible. And my, my mother is with us, my husband and I, in Houston, Texas. My husband's also from Charleston. We're high school sweethearts, and cool. we have a son and a daughter uh, that we raised there. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that I watched the, the, the TED video you yeah. did. And you start with the classical mm-hmm. and you move in, you know, through your different genres of music yeah. into where you end with a, a rap. A rap, that, yeah. And, you, and it, was, it was just, I can see all those roots in yeah. your presentation. That's right. What you're sharing, the, the stuff about your faith and the mm-hmm. uniqueness of God and creating. That's and it. then also the activist part you were raised yeah. with. And just, I, I was just encouraged by the whole variety of the picture you bring. That is the hope, you know, what I've learned over the years for years thinking that my purpose was to play the piano, really to impress audiences. That's what I wanted, it's it's all I wanted, that's what I thought I was here to do. And when I started speaking, people started having a broader, deeper experience. Mm. And I started paying attention to that. I was offended mm-hmm. by it at first. Mm. How dare you talk about the story I was telling? Tell me how awesome that Chopin <laughs> sounded, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then when I really started listening, I understood they were saying we came for one thing, but we got so much more than we came for. And isn't that the story of our faith? You know, you can read the Bible a million times over and you always get something new, something rich. And that variety that you mentioned, Tim, I want people to see that it's not just the multi-talented person on stage, mm. that within us, God has embedded yep. varieties, embedded creativity. He's embedded boldness. Mm. And we come equipped. Yes. We come equipped. And if we think we aren't, he's still going to give us even more mm. to be able to do whatever it is that we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the space I'm in in the corporate world, you know, it's funny using passion and corporate in the same <laughs> sentence, but I love it because I'm in rooms where I'm the unexpected guest speaker and the unexpected keynote. And you know, they're thinking, what's the concert pianist going to say to me about leadership that I don't already know? Um, but there's lots that I can bring to the table that they haven't experienced in the same way. Uh, so to be able to use creativity in that way, my husband said at first, he said, I don't know if the piano is going to be your thing. I almost left him on the spot when he said that. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know how many years I've put into this thing? Um, but again, he's been with me since we were 15. And he said, no, hear me out. He says, I think that the piano is going to be the thing that opened doors. Mm to rooms you know you wouldn't expect to get into Mm -hmm. well he was preaching wasn't he your your gift will make room for you and i'll tell you not only does it make room but it makes room for you in unexpected spaces and whether or not the deal i made with god is i said god you know am i supposed to be a preacher am i a concert pianist am i a keynote speaker and what am i and he said look they don't invite me in meaning him but they invite you and i go wherever you go Mm. So he's been hitching a ride uh, Mm. ever since. And honestly, he proceeds. And we're in corporate settings where the Holy Spirit falls, uh, where people are having experiences that he can't explain in words. And they, what do they do? They ask me, what is this Mm. I'm feeling? What is this? Mm. And then I get to share. So it's, it's, it's been a powerful um, journey so far. Well, I I would just, you know, having listened to your thing and being more, you know, not not so much in the corporate, but the Christian community. I mean, I'm happy you're here. And you said this is your first time here. Yeah. But the Christian community needs this variety in the artistry of God and the creativity of God. <laughs> as my, You know what I mean? I, I happen mean, to think so. Yeah, I we happen need to think that so. more. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, 
uh, my team and I, we, we're, again, we're very proud to be here and we came in as sponsors because we really wanted to be able to experience the, the whole experience on the first time. We're kind of a go big or don't even wake up in the morning mm. team. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't even wake up. Um, so we knew we wanted to come in and, and um, dive in deeply. But I'll tell you, in, in all honesty, I think in many ways it has been easier for us as Christians to break into the corporate world, mm, mm-hmm. I think I can say this, yeah. than as Christians to break into the Christian world. Interesting. Um, and yep. so, you know, we're here because we didn't want to just keep saying that. We wanted to see for ourselves uh, what's happening at places like NRB. I mean, this is this is the biggest you're ever going to get in terms of Christian communication, Christian media. And, and since everything we do oozes God anyway, we wanted to go where we didn't have to verbally engineer what we were talking about. We mm. can tell you that purpose is God. Mm. Breakthrough is God. Yeah. Creativity is God. Totally. Um, so it's been a, a learning experience for us to be here. And I thank you for welcoming, welcoming us so warmly. Mm. We really appreciate it. It's mm. great to have you. Thank I've you. got a, what I think might be a hard question, but Let's I'm guessing it. that it's it. a great, it's probably an easy question for you. Mm. And I'm actually um, presupposing some things okay, okay. that may not be accurate. That's all right. I haven't read your book. That's fine. Purpose, the remix. That's it. And I'm assuming that that's a lot of the stuff you talk about in the corporate world when you go lead some of the stuff that's the content of that book. Now, I'm going to step into like my Christian theological Let's hat. It. Let's do it. I'm going to say that there is a ceiling to the purpose that a person can experience apart from faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. When a person puts their faith in Christ, there's a whole other level of purpose and meaning and significance yeah. that opens up that from a biblical standpoint isn't available to anybody who doesn't have faith in Christ. Now that said, you're going into a corporate setting where you're not hired to wear a theological biblical hat. You're hired to wear the the corporate keynote speaker mm-hmm. hat. Mm-hmm. And so how do you talk about purpose in a way that's faithful to what you believe? Yeah but doesn't cross lines that you're not given permission to cross in that setting. Is that a fair question? It's a very fair question. Let me just first of all back up and say, without a doubt, what you're saying is correct, at least the way that I believe in my faith, that the ultimate expression of purpose is in him. Mm. Here's the caveat. I, first of all, have made a career out of ignoring the lines and out of not asking for permission. (laughs) <laughs> so that has been a really key ingredient to how I move and how I operate. So what I've had to learn to believe in advance is that I am being called to rooms because of the totality of who I am as a human, ah. which includes my faith. Now, a little tip for those of you who do uh, keynote speaking and you're Christian, but you're being asked to come into corporate spaces, yeah. ask to include a Q&A. Because when you include a Q&A, all bets are off. Mm. They you open must, the door for you. you. They mm. open the door for you. Now, aside from that, That's everything great. in my book is scriptural. Mm. Uh, my definition of purpose is this. Your purpose is not the thing you do. It is the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. Mm. Now, we know, hopefully, what we do is what we're being called to do. Mm-hmm. And what we found was that people were, I men leaving their jobs starting businesses, Mm -hmm. going into ministry. When I made that one statement, leaving corporate jobs and doing this, and I thought, oh my gosh, we need to fill this this statement out here. So we wrote the book. But in the book, what I talk about is the fact that we are all created for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that while we're on this earth, the worst thing you can do is live and die and never ask, 
why am I really here? Mm. Now we know we are here to fulfill the mandate on our life mm-hmm. that, that has been placed on us by God. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that even in your work setting, in your professional setting, in your role as parents, there is purpose that we have left untapped. And that has to do with the outbreak effect that we are called to have on those around us. And so that frees purpose from your title. You are not a radio host. You are not a preacher. But your purpose is what happens in your congregation because it is Tim who is preaching. Mm. It's different than what happens in the congregation that hears me speak Mm -hmm. or that hears you speak. And our duty then is to find out what's that unique outbreak. Mm -hmm. Then when you find that, we get to intentionally recycle that and take it wherever we go. My purpose is to activate others into becoming a bigger, bolder version of themselves, the one I believe God has called them to be. I can do that in corporate. Mm -hmm. I can do it on a concert stage. I get to do it as a minister. I get to do it as a mother. Mm. I get to do it as a wife. So purpose gets up and comes with me. I talk about the fact that God knew us before we were in the womb in a corporate setting. Mm -hmm. And I say, listen, if we're curious, Mm -hmm. I want to know who I was before I got here. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Talk about breakthrough uh, in terms of breakthrough having watched us since before we were born. Mm. That breakthrough knows what we're ready for. It knows what we're capable of. So that when breakthrough knocks, we can say yes because Mm -hmm. we've been prepared for it in Mm. advance. So I speak in terms that they would say are metaphysical or, you know, above the bottom line. But I tell corporations before they bring me in, if you only want me to inspire you towards the bottom line, I'm not your speaker. But I will inspire your leaders to be able to inspire their team members beyond the bottom line to become the lifelines that you need them to be Mm. to reach the bottom lines you're going after. So when you talk strategy, we know this as business people, everybody's all ears. They Mm want to know what's the strat, what's going to power up my people. Um, So I haven't had to shade that um, as much as you might think. But in the book, the reason I'm here at NRB is because every book I write, my first book is called Audacious Prayers for World Changers. And that would sell out at corporate events. Mm. But we wrote a book that at least by design doesn't look like it's a faith-based book on the surface. But the minute you begin to read, you understand that Mm. this author believes there's something greater Mm. than us. And I'm overt about it. I never speak in uh, shaded terms. When I I don't just talk about God. I talk about Mm. Christ. I try to be very specific so there's never a question of where I stand. But, you know, I I do believe that we as believers must learn also the strategy. Um, And I've heard a a man named Dub Alexander call it verbal engineering Mm. so that we can also be effective in the marketplace as Mm -hmm. well. You know, you know, I listen to you and... um, I, I think of John Maxwell, you know, who, yeah. who left We've the been ministry. on some of the, of the same stages as I, well, I, I, yes. I, I can see that, yeah. you know, that yeah. you've crossed, you know, your Christian faith. And, and like his, it's foundational. Yeah. But he has such a voice in the world at large. And basically, he's just taking biblical stuff. It's just principle. It's yeah. just biblical principle. And, and knowing how to package him well. And That's right. I mean, this is encouraging to me to hear because more Christians that do that, we, we need it in corporate America. We need people who can bring it into politics. Yeah. And this we need, is, oh, don't get me started. I mean, <laughs> we need another half hour. <laughs> it, it's right. And yeah. it, it's the way the world works. Yeah. And it it's encouraging to me just to hear. It know. really is universal principle. And I, and I think what I should have also said, Matt, is the funny thing is, even though you and I understand that the ultimate expression is in Christ himself, for better or for worse, these principles seem to work whether or yeah. not you believe that end part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have countless stories of celebrities we know of 
that we could call by name who don't go to church, but they tithe. Mm. And they're seeing multiplication in their finances. Right. You're like, God, what's up with this? You right. know, Let me have some of that anointing, right? But I, I think that's also very powerful that in my coaching, which is faith-based coaching, we're simply laying out principles mm-hmm. and helping people apply them to their daily life. And even longtime Christians are shocked. This actually works. Mm. Belief mm. actually works. Expectation. Mm. Believing that God has fought this battle. This works. And so, like you say, we still need to hear it, yeah. too. In the uh, Christian we community. We still need to yes. hear it, too. Yeah. And unleash the creativity and the power. And, you know, you're talking about corporate bottom line. Mm-hmm. Money's a, a, such a low motivator. It's very but low. purpose is a high motivator. You're going in selling that. Especially since COVID. You mm. want people to come back to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't believe lack of motivation is an issue, look at the fact that we're going to the grocery store in our pajamas these days. Right. Right? People aren't very motivated to do much. So even saying we'll pay you more yeah. is not the no, enticer right. it used to be. But we were made to work. We were made serve to work. And bring and value. Yes. That value piece uh, in my company, the way that we work, and I know larger companies can't always do this, but we shift job descriptions as people grow in their mm, purpose. Yes. So as they uncover, we begin to shift around For responsibility. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a small, compact uh, company. We can do that um, with, with, with great speed at this point. Uh, and even as we grow, that same culture of we're here also to help you uncover what you're designed to do. And we will do whatever we can to make sure that you're operating in your lane of purpose. And guess what? If you outgrow where you are here, our mandate, we believe as a company, is to help you because we're purpose-based to really uncover your purpose and help you go wherever it is you mm. need to go. And uh, it's a really powerful way of existing. And the, and the funny thing is people don't want to leave because they are experiencing growth on a personal, yeah. professional basis, yep. apart from even the growth in the company. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's anyone maybe listen to this who is a executive in a secular corporation. Yeah. Who's going, you know what, I have to line up these doggone, you know, (laughs) people to come in and kind of coach us. And I've always been looking for some option. I can't be overtly faith-based. I can't bring in the the Jack Hibbs. That's right. um, That's right. Because it's not going to fly at John Deere. That's Uh that's the company that's in our community. Sure. Um, But I could maybe bring in someone like Jade. Yeah. What, how does, what's that look like? And, yeah. and how do people find you and all that? I'm easy to find, jadesimmons.com. Uh, and often what happens is we're brought in as the keynote speaker, and then the CEO will go, wait a minute, can we break that down? So we now have a program called Break Down the Breakthrough. So we come in and teach through those principles that I would have laid out in 45 minutes or an hour. You know, everybody leaves inspired and ready to go. Then they right. go, now what did she say? How do we do that? Right. So we come in and help uh, your leaders communicate in a more transformative way. We also help them discover what their unique leadership purpose is, how they are uniquely designed to lead. So that leadership begins to feel more organic and we help them learn the art of unleashing purpose in the people they lead so that the people they lead are more fulfilled. So reach out to us at jadesimmons.com. You'll see many ways to contact Mm -hmm. us there. And we'd love to talk to you further about how we can come in and power up your people to be the igniters that you need Mm -hmm. them to be. And I want to go back to something you said that you said, I don't know if I can say this, but I want to probe it a little bit more. Come on. You said it's been harder to break into the Christian. Oh, he went back to it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Then then the corporate, talk more about that and why do you think that is and, and kind of flesh that out a little bit. 
So I, everybody keeps asking me, how was your time here? And I'm still processing a lot of it. Um, I've been in the church my entire life. And most of the preaching I do as a straight-ahead minister is at the home church that I attend in Houston. But I'll tell you, over the years, I think it's a difficult—the world of ministry is difficult to break into in the sense that it is such a relationship-based world. And so much is at stake, I think we believe, when you give someone a mic or a pulpit. And so if someone hasn't heard of you, your resume doesn't mean much, your accolades don't mean much. Whereas in the outside world, winning is everything, success Mm -hmm. is everything. Mm -hmm. So I can name drop and say, well, NBC Universal's brought me in uh, nationwide. Uh, Some companies I can't name because Mm -hmm. of contract, but I can name these high level companies. And the CEO goes, ah, I see that. I get it. I understand it. She's got what we need. Where the ministry world is a lot harder to impress. They're almost even cautious. Yeah, they're cautious. And and I also will say, I know we've had um, run-ins where we'll even send all of our faith-based materials. Again, ordained minister, wrote a book on prayer. It was my first book. Uh, And someone might say, well, we don't see Jesus on our website. Well, Uh. you know, and and there's a different, they want to see a faith-based page. Mm. And we've had to really struggle um, or re- I shouldn't say struggle, wrestle with are we behaving how we feel we are called to behave yeah. in the marketplace mm-hmm. and we try to make every move based on that unique calling mm-hmm. and not to bend um, to make other people comfortable about who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is always the struggle because, you know, we, we want to be, everybody wants to be accepted. You want to belong. But I think what's more and crucial is make, making sure that you belong where God has designed mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And so while we're here, we're excited to meet everyone. We're willing to meet everyone. We want to have great conversations like this one. We also are also very clear about how God has called me to show up in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, as his unicorn, so to speak. Mm. And so that's, I think, the balance of, of wanting to, to break in and be accepted, but also wanting to make sure we're not uh, changing anything. Same right. way corporately, right? That I'm not behaving differently just to fit into corporate, yeah. right? That I still show up how God has designed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the balance of every human, right? Wanting to belong, but also wanting to be in, in the life center of your mm. calling and your purpose. And so ministry has provided a little bit of a challenge, but we like we like challenges. And I think, again, because it's relational, meeting people like you, uh, meeting people like Tim, that's the start of it. Because now, you get to vouch. You can say, hey, we had a conversation with her. She's Mm. not a Christian in name only. Uh, She really is a believer, Mm -hmm. and that matters. And and dare I say, uh, without going too far down the rabbit hole here, it also matters as a woman of faith in the world Mm. of ministry that men are partners and collaborators and vouch for them. That that still means a lot. Uh, Same in the corporate world, but it does have a different standing Mm. in the world of ministry, even Mm -hmm. more so. We've noticed that's an all-female team. And they've noticed it. We've, mm. we've noticed it. And we noticed more do- doors have opened as we've come into new relationship with gonna, some of the other You're going to maybe get a male on your team at some point, or is yeah, that a no? It looks, it's not, it's not, right. we haven't not tried <laughs> right, to right, hire right. Uh, men. It's you want just a job, the, Tim? Or yeah, what you listen, <laughs> <laughs> we are open. We, we, listen, I'm yeah. happily married for almost 30 years of my high school sweetheart. Yeah, so you got a the, man on the yeah, team there. The, the, yeah. I'll tell you what, whether, whether I want it or not, <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the team. And I'll tell you, nobody ever has to worry about me getting a big head between kids and a husband. Yeah. They remind you that you walk. How many Not kids on you have? water, too. I have a 15-year-old 
a son, Jaden, and my younger daughter, Jossie, is nine, cool. mm. who I'll be leaving a little earlier so I can get home in time for the fourth grade award ceremony oh, early mm. Friday morning. So, you know, we're excited about the possibilities, but I think any person in business or in ministry, you do yourself a favor by learning and understanding the landscape, uh, learning the protocol. Um, and uh, adhering to a point, but also remembering that you're put here for a very unique purpose. And I think the first person we always must answer to is the God who created you in the first place. I think that the whole thing that you described about just being confident and comfortable in your own skin, yeah. in your own calling, mm-hmm. is is such a critical piece for everyone to finally arrive at. That's it. Uh, I did an interview with Cameron Arnett, who's a Christian actor. He's mm-hmm. my first interview of the conference here. And... Uh, he started out in Hollywood, and he was asked to do some things he wasn't comfortable sure. with, and so he kind of went to the Christian world where he's kind of become a star mm-hmm. in a, in mm-hmm. a smaller pool, mm-hmm. and and now um, he's sensing that there's going to be a day when he gets called back into the that's how it works into mm-hmm. the <laughs> into the Hollywood pool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets called back, they're going to know what they're getting, so mm-hmm. he's not going to have to. And so I just wonder if because um, I you know being a guy who. Um, get speakers for a Bible conference. Sure. I mean, I'm definitely on a website trying to find out, okay, is this person like are they real, Christian the real in name deal. only mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or are they the real deal? Mm-hmm. And it's my job to vet that. And if I saw somebody who was presenting themselves as a Bible conference speaker, now that's not what you're presenting yourself no. as. You're mm-hmm. a corporate mm-hmm. coach. But we do. I, but I do, do speak stuff. at Bible conferences, sure. I, I would mm-hmm. need to have a conversation. Of course. If I saw a website that didn't mention Jesus. That's it. Mm-hmm. And now, now, we would have sent you materials, the, course, the faith-based, faith-based bio, stuff. the book, mm-hmm. and everything. But, and what I was saying is we, we've done that. And right. still, yeah, we'll still. get a little pushback But, but what I love about your answer is... Uh, I don't, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said you don't want to stick Jesus on your website just to appease me, mm-hmm. no. nor do you want to change the Jesusness of you to, to appease, appease a corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there are people, Cam, the reason the Cameron Arnett story yeah. came up is because I asked him a question about Denzel Washington, who's my favorite actor. Yeah. Um, and Denzel professes to be a believer. Yeah. And I love every movie of Denzel's. Yeah, same here. I mean, and <laughs> now he's just playing Denzel at this point, which is a great <laughs> privilege as an actor, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but but I've looked at him in some of his roles, and without judging him, I got you. I've gone, huh? How can a Christian yeah. do that? Yeah. And and I don't. I'm not saying a Christian can't do that. It's just that creates a conflict, a that, tension. That me personally, I probably couldn't do that. Sure. It's probably okay for Denzel. Yeah. I'd like to have that conversation, and that's what this conversation is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. We're not. You're not Denzel. We're not talking about acting. I understand. But it's the. Do you understand what I'm it's saying? It's navigating similar. that dynamic. Yeah, it's, there's that tension there, and and, I, you, and then the team will say, "Well, do we need to put up a faith-based pace?" I said, "Here's the thing. I, I think at the end of the day, it's relational anyway. So I don't think just having the faith-based page would be enough." And I also know yeah. that having the faith-based page right. would be enough to turn off yeah. some of the other places I am called to. Mm-hmm. Because they also would misinterpret yep. what that meant. Oh, yep. she's going to come in and preach. We don't want to preach her. Yep. Which is not what I do. So then I'd be having to explain that yep. to them. And we've taken years to reach the balance Love of it. the branding and finding out what that looks like. And we want to make sure that any change we make is not from any um, even unspoken pressure to look like mm-hmm. what other people are used to seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And despite the fact that you're going to take unfair judgment yeah. from Christians, and despite the fact that you're going to take unfair criticism from corporate That's people, right. 
what I love is that I hear mm. is I'm who I am mm. and I'm going to do what I'm called to that's do. It. Come what may. Come what may. And, and that's where the no apologies, no permission thing yeah. comes from. It's not a place of rebellion. It's finally coming to that point where you understand I have prayed over this. Mm-hmm. I have bucked it at points. I have tried to talk God out of certain mm-hmm. things. Um, and the answer still stands. And so when you, there's a confidence that comes from that that I'll tell you really allows you to sleep easy at night, whether or not you're accepted in any space. Um, and there are corporations. I, I did a wild thing a few years ago. I ran for, believe it or not, president of the United States as an independent candidate. Wow. And we lost some engagements during that year mm. because corporations didn't want to be seen as political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, though, goes with Cameron. After the election was over, bookings went up. Yeah. And the first thing they couldn't wait to say was, we have a former presidential candidate <laughs> speaking to us today. Right? So, I mean, but, but that wouldn't happen if I hadn't taken the risk of doing what I felt led to do at the time. Mm. Um, and yeah. standing in that and mm-hmm. talk about losing friends, yep. uh, losing mm-hmm. people from church not talking to you anymore, yep. uh, being an African-American female mm-hmm. um, who also is an open Christian. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, I'll tell you what, Republicans who thought I was a plant by the Democrats, Democrats who thought I was a plant by the Republicans. <laughs> right, right. I mean, whatever the story was, they were, they were telling it. And we had to stand firm. You got to pick a side. This is what he told me to do. I'm doing what he told me to yeah. do. To be independent and when you look back those who are listening you'll see a track record in your life Hmm. you'll see that god is oh my god he's always had me be independent he's Hmm. always had me be a little bit outside of the box this actually lines right up with how he's always called me to behave and i think to me that's the moral of the story you know jesus himself was an outsider and not expected in the places i'm sure he thought really not my hometown uh and so i you know you get you get not only used to it you begin to, I think as Paul would even say, right, revel in the fact that, man, I don't mind suffering in this way. If, if yeah. I'm doing this for a higher calling, hmm. bring it on. You know, <laughs> I listen to her and I, C.S. Lewis keeps going through my mind. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, how gloriously unique are the saints. Oh. That the more you grow in Christ, the more unique the you more become. The unique, yes. Because, and you're just a, you're a testimony to that. Your life is a testimony to that, mm-hmm. which frees people, you know, yeah. free people, free people. That's and you're it. living freely in who God made you to be. Yeah. More and more confident, you know, in being courageous in it. And that yeah. sets other people free. That's the hope. That's and the then hope. the other quote I'm thinking of is, there are personalities found in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll go further. There's really no personalities anywhere else. Mm. And your your personality, as you, you know, as you represent it and you bring your faith to it, I'm sure people see that and they say, what is it? And then ultimately, it's only Christ that makes us who we really are. And so I love the, that you're crossing the barrier and yeah. going back and forth <laughs> now trying to, because the Christian community, they get locked in their little communities yeah, and they do. become... They don't all grow into themselves. They That's get group think too. That's it. And we all need freed. Every and demographic. Yes. Every, and I think w- when we were running for office, that's what we saw is that every demographic in many ways were very much the same. Yeah. We're all looking for the same thing in many ways. Yeah. Uh, and we're expressing it sometimes not in the most powerful ways. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, you know, the call on all of our lives is to be the best representation possible Um, And as you say that about the personalities in Christ, you know, when you think about it, when you consider tamping down or being something you're not, 
then you're really, in, and even in that way, denying Christ, mm-hmm. right? Because right. you're denying the Him in you. So yeah. it's been an incredible journey. I feel privileged to live the life that I'm living and, and just honored to meet people like you guys along the That's way who, who provide space. So thank you. I think that you running as an independent is in the political arena an expression of what you're doing mm-hmm. in 100%. your career. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. It's cool. And so it's who you were made to be. That, that's how you are. you're doing it. Well, I, I could have used someone saying that every day of that campaign. I'll tell you <laughs> what, it was it was it was quite a journey. We need mm. a whole other discussion on that, but um, I would not change it for the world. I am a different person uh, because of it. The things that I got to see and the love of God. You know, we had people groups who we thought would be so turned off because again, I was openly uh, Christian. I was open in my faith. Um, but I also spoke to humanitarian issues. I, I talked about things that we don't always want to talk about. Mm. And um, one of these groups, you know, marginalized group that, you know, LGBTQ community, uh, one person said to me, I said, so you read our shirts, right? This, this, you know, one nation under God, like you see everything we stand for. How are you jiving with this? And, and they said, this is the most loved I've ever felt. I said, but you've read the policies. You see where we stand because there's no compromise in how we speak about what we do. But I do believe as leaders, we are called to love. We are called to lead in love. And and this this guy said, I have never felt this loved. Hmm. And uh, we took that with us to understand that there's a lot of transcending we get to do as believers if we first understand that we are called to go to the world to minister not just to be in opposition to them mm. but that we can still lead and serve and still stand yes. firm in our mm. faith so Love it, it was a powerful time for me Jade thank Simmons thank you for your time thanks mm-hmm. for stopping by our booth at NRB and uh, God bless you as you move forward thank you for having yeah, me yeah Jade appreciate it I'm glad we glad we both wanted glad coffee glad we got at that Starbucks time. yeah thank <laughs> you so much The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.